This is the Create the Smarts podcast where you will learn to leverage your online following into a profitable, future-proof education business that you control without being at the mercy of sponsors or algorithm changes. Each week we interview the world's leading creators to find out what strategies they use to diversify, stabilize and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan and you are listening to episode 114 of the Creator Smart podcast. Guys, today I have a treat for you. I'm going to share with you a secret presentation that we originally gave um, during one of our Inner Circle Mastermind meetings. And the title is How to Build a Million Dollar Ecosystem for Your Creator Business. So if you listen to the podcast, you probably know, maybe you've heard me saying before that in order to have a successful business, you basically need three things, right? You need traffic, conversion, which is your ability to convert that traffic into customers. And then, of course, you need to have products, you need things to sell. So in this podcast episode today, we're going to zoom in on the third pillar, creating a so-called product ecosystem. And Oli's going to share with us some of the mistakes that he made building the ecosystem for story learning. And um, he's also going to show you some of the benefits of building the ecosystem um, intentionally. He's also going to show you what a major ecosystem looks like. Right. So again, the name of the presentation is how to build a million dollar ecosystem. Um, that's the potential, right? So if you do have a lot of traffic, yes, then eventually you can create a million dollar ecosystem uh, or million a million dollar business if you have your ecosystem set up this way. If you don't have a big audience yet, then work work on that first. All right. Um, so yeah, this was um, this this was originally it came with uh, with slides. Um, so it was a video presentation that came with PowerPoint slides and everything. And um, if you are not driving, if you have a device in front of you, I actually recommend you to check out the original video presentation. I've, I will put the link in the description. Um, so make sure to check it out because Oli refers, you know, quite a bit to the visuals in the presentation. And uh, yeah, if you don't have the slides in front of you, then sometimes, you know, if you want to get the most out of this, the most value out of this presentation, then just watch the original video presentation. Link is in the description. Okay. Well, without further ado, let's get started. Here is Oli Richards with how to build a million dollar ecosystem for your creator business. Enjoy. Right. How to build a million dollar product ecosystem. Right. I've been, this is, I've got so much to say. I have no idea how I'm going to fit this all into the time I've got. I'm going to skip a whole bunch of stuff as well, but you know, so be it. We'll leave some time for Q&A at the end. Um, so, right. This is what I want to try and achieve with this, uh, with this with this talk, I want to show you what a mature product ecosystem looks like. I want to tell you about the benefits of building such a thing intentionally from the beginning, rather than kind of making it up as you go along. And then also the dangers of ignoring this and, uh, and uh, kind of just, you know, doing it in a haphazard way. So most creative business product ecosystems look a little bit like this. And um, this is obviously fly paper. You know, when you hang up those, 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 uh, that fly paper and basically just kind of the flies to stick to it. This is, as I was thinking for an analogy about how most of us build our businesses, it's a little bit like this. 
in the sense that you build this huge audience of, of people who follow you and love what you do. And then at, at some point along the process, you ask yourself, okay, well, people seem to be making courses. Maybe I should do that as well. Maybe I should try making courses. I wonder what people will buy. And so we kind of create all these random courses. We try, you know, this idea here and this idea there. And we just look to see what sticks, what do people end up liking? What do they end up buying? And as a result, we end up with this very kind of fractured business that has a lot of unrelated products and no journey for people to follow within that. It's, a, it's something that's kind of very, very skin deep. And this puts us as, as course creators in a very reactive mood where we're just putting stuff out, seeing what works um, and then making decisions based on that. But what I want to show you here is a different way of doing that. So in my case, um, I did exactly this. I made this exact mistake right at the beginning and kept making this mistake for, for years. And it is that, so I, I created, a, I think, three or four courses at the beginning. My first course ever was like how to speak confidently uh, in, in, a, in a foreign language. And then I went on to make a course about how to learn a language. Then it kind of went on to how to manage your time when you're learning languages. And um, then it went on to how to improve your memory. So a whole bunch of real kind of meta stuff. And, um, and as you can see, it, it was a little bit like, like this. Um, and, um, there's, there's nothing necessarily wrong with kind of creating all these different courses and trying stuff out. And to a certain extent, we always want to try things and observe what works. But the problem is that, um, if you do that, it can create a lot of problems down the road for, I think for us, especially for creators with large, 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 um, traffic channels, the truth is that you will be able to sell anything, any course that you make you're going to have a certain number of people within that ecosystem that are going to buy. And so it can be kind of tempting to think that, um, that things are working when in fact there's a whole bunch of missed opportunity there. So what I want to try and do is, um, is flesh that out today and, and, um, and show you how you could do things differently. So uh, these four courses that I built at the beginning, I ended up actually scrapping three of them. I no longer sell them. And then the fourth one here, we only kind of sell in, in very special circumstances. It's not part of our core product at all. So after I tried these courses, which kind of sold, but you know, there was nothing, nothing special. Then we moved on to specific language courses. So we thought, okay, maybe people don't want this how to learn kind of meta stuff. Maybe they actually want the language course. So we made um, a course for learning Spanish and then a course for learning French and a course for learning German. And this um, this worked. This took us more along the right lines. It was more of what people actually wanted, a kind of language course. Most people don't wake up in the morning think, thinking, what is the best method to learn a language? Most people think to themselves, hey, just teach me French or just teach me English or, or whatever it may be. So we did this. We made these individual language courses. But then we found a different problem, which is that people weren't completing the courses because Basically, my, my, my mindset was, right, I want to I wanna teach you everything I know about Spanish, everything I know about French. So we created these great, huge, humongous courses, which had so much in that people actually were not completing them because there was too much there. So we ended up then kind of breaking it up. And so Spanish became level one, level two, level three, level four. And then the same thing for French and German and the multiple other languages um, that, we, that, we, that we created. And of course, every time we do this, we're having to go back and redo things, which is an awful lot of work. So then we, we, we are kind of creating these breakdowns of levels, but then we found that people still wanted more because we'd have people come in and, and buy these courses. But then six months later, it's like, well, they're just kind of sitting there on our email list. 
And so then we, this, this evolved even further and we said, well, what, what else might they like? Um, so we tried courses focusing on listening skills and reading skills and grammar and things like that. And then eventually over a period of about seven years or so, we kind of built out what, what, what is now, uh, what I think, what I consider to be a kind of strong, stable, mature ecosystem that has different, different products um, organized in a coherent way that give people a journey. Now, as a result of eventually organizing our products this way, what we found was that revenue started going up dramatically, but this doesn't really tell the full story because what we, the, the, the thing that tells the full story is this um, graph here, which actually shows spend per customer because you could have, um, to make a lot more sales, you could just be getting, you know, more people through the door. You can be, be growing your, your, you could be getting more traffic or you could be improving your conversion. But what this shows, spend per customer, is that each customer is now not just buying one thing, but they're buying multiple things. And over time, that compounds massively because everyone that you get through the door now isn't just buying that one thing. They've now got a pathway, an organized, structured pathway that means they can uh, they can buy not one, but two, three, four, five. We have customers who have bought 10, 15 courses from us. So this is where you really start to see the power of compounding at work within the business, but it relies completely on having that product ecosystem there in the first place. So if you get this right, the main opportunity here is that from whatever you're doing um, with a, if you're just a kind of a one course business or a two course business, you have the opportunity to five or 10 X your business over time by building out that product ecosystem. But there are far more uh, hidden benefits of this beneath the surface, because when you make revenue from this, there's a few things you can do. First of all, you can pay for a team to, um, to manage and organize these, these products or create new products, do customer service, um, go back and improve old products, things like that. You have a much easier life then because you have a team who is, who is, who is looking after different things. It's not just all on you, but also by creating these assets, these courses in a smart way, especially if it's branded, you're then creating a really powerful asset for the business, which can then be sold potentially at a later date or at the very least managed um, just by itself. Right? So, if you think about this from, a, from the perspective of a kind of creator ecosystem, then you have various different sources of revenue. You've got AdSense, you've got sponsorships. Um, a lot of people now going into consumer products. Um, creators in the, in the gaming industry are making their own software and apps and things like that. And then courses fits very well here as, a, as, as, as something that's kind of different to everything else, but very powerful because it's something that you own Unlike your AdSense account, you own the courses uh, and they also have very high profit margins. Again, a very different dynamic. Consumer products are great, but then there's a lot, it's a lot more, a lot more difficult business to get right. And this isn't just um, something off the top of my head. You see this with people like Mr. Beast who've got all these different parts to their businesses and then they launch something like Mr. Beast Burger. Now, Mr. Beast is not there flipping burgers himself. Um, He's probably been into one of his restaurants a couple of times. Um, or are they actually physical restaurants? I don't know. He's probably ordered from them. But the point is, he's building these, uh, these separate buckets that are being independently managed and independently grown in his business. 
And so whilst he's not releasing language courses, it, this is the equivalent of, of, um, of what he's doing there, right? So what I thought I'd, we'd do here is just apply this to a language ecosystem and build a powerful product ecosystem together here so we can see what that might look like. Now, there's a, there's a lot of different ways of doing this. And so rather than kind of present all the different options, what I thought I would show you is what my kind of ideal version of a product ecosystem looks like based on the many businesses that, that I'm, I'm involved in and also the business I've built myself, plus what I would do in an ideal world if I were to start from scratch again and uh, I could just build everything exactly how I want how I wanted to do it. So remember, we need to have some kind of pathway. These random courses that I created back at the beginning, there was no particular pathway. It's this kind of flypaper problem where you know some people will come into your world, some of them will stick, but that's kind of it. It's, it's skin deep, right? What we want is something that you might remember from a presentation I gave last year, which is this lovely, um, this lovely ball machine you know, where you stick a ball into a funnel at the top and then the ball kind of travels through all of these different parts of the machine. And then at various different points of the machine, you've then got different um, products of different kinds, which, which customers get offered and they have the opportunity to buy. So this represents the back end of your business, the product ecosystem. Okay. Um, now the key to doing this is as follows. First of all, you've got what I would call your core product. And this could, would be around about a kind of $200 price point, could be more, could be less. That's the main, main kind of thing. So you want to have a core product that does not try to be all things to all people. It, you, don't, you don't want to make the mistake that I made where you make, hey, here's our Spanish course. You want to break it up in levels so that people can actually complete what they're doing and then move on to the next step, which means you've got high completion rates. And then people also have the opportunity to to spend again and again. I mean, most language courses, if you go to language schools are kind of structured like this anyway. Um, us as we as creators tend to overdo this a little bit and forget that it's, that it's good to have these different levels. So for example, what, what this is going to look like in, in story learning in my business is we would have Spanish, story learning Spanish level one, level two, level three, level four, and you simply progress through them. This is your core product. And this can be anything you want, depends on your, on your particular um, business. So a business like Anya's, for example, teaching German, it would probably be fairly straightforward. You've got your A1 course, your A2 course, your B1 course, your B2 course. Um, but then you might have a different business, might have a different um, type of product. If you, if your whole business is about pronunciation, for example, then you might have different levels of pronunciation training, whatever it may be. This is the core business and this is the foundation of the, um, of your, of your, of your product portfolio. Onto that, you add continuity. And continuity can be, again, there's no limit to the price point really, but $50 a month is a kind of good ballpark. It's gonna be more or less in, in different industries. In our particular business, we actually have a continuity that, that's uh, at $97 a month. Um, for a lot of businesses, it might be a little bit less. The idea here is that people sign up to something where they, it's like a subscription, right? So they pay every month and they continue, providing that they're getting a good service, they continue to then pay. Um, uh, every month. And this is something that is sold not on the front end, not to your, not to just general fans and subscribers, but this is something that is sold to people who have already bought your core product. So on to, so, so to your existing customers, you then add a continuity uh, 
offer to that. Some examples of what continuity could be. There's so many options to be creative here. Um, you could do things like mini storage with transcripts. Uh, you have group lessons. You can offer like monthly workbooks with exercises. You could have a, an email subscription thing where you send people out an email word of the day or something like that. The sky's the limit here, but there are some really, really creative ways that you can um, create continuity in your business. And obviously the great effect that this has is that you get them predictable revenue. So you know how many, what you know, what's going to come in each month, the core product you sell once the continuity then is on a monthly basis. So that's your continuity. Then to this, you add what I would call premium courses and examples of premium courses would be ideally slightly more expensive. And again, you are selling these to your existing customers. You have people who already know that they like you. They already know um, they like learning with you. And so by bringing out these premium courses, then you just, you know, it, it's quite easy to sell them because these people already know and like you. So examples of premium courses, what are some of the things which, you know, would generally be more expensive? You could have some kind of, um, some kind of grammar training or pronunciation training. Uh, you could have some kind of video soap opera thing where you kind of, um, well, maybe you create a, some kind of, uh, you know, something like Home and Away or Neighbors or something, but with a language learning slant and it's like in 20 episodes and you're going to sell this as a video package. I mean, I have like 10 ideas a day for different different courses and things like this. There's so many things you can do. But the the but the but the intention here is that it's something that is sold to your uh, existing customers who have bought your core product and or our continuity members. And this adds it on top of this. All right. So what you got here is an ecosystem that makes sense and everything is designed with a pathway in mind. And the really important thing here is that these are not random, but these are planned in advance. So everything is complementary. So you want to make sure that what you have for your continuity complements the core product. And then the premium courses then also complement what they've learned in the, in the core product. So you need to kind of think this through in advance to make sure that your courses aren't competing, but they're all complementary. And you can add cool things like, you know, you can do retreats or, or um, uh, homes, what do you call them? Like uh, study abroad things, or, you know, where you take people, take people off to Mexico for a week and teach them Spanish. Like, you know, there's so many cool things you can do. So how does all of this stuff fit together? So the way that I think about this ecosystem is as follows. So your core product is basically your core earning. So this is the product that makes you money. Probably everyone here, um, already has at least this, always, always working on it at the moment. This is a product that just quite simply makes money. This is your business, right? Without this, your course business wouldn't make any money. So this is your core earning. Then for the continuity, the way that I like to think of this, when you add this on, is that the continuity then pays for your team and pays for expenses. This is significant because as it's continuity, it's regular income. And this gives you some certainty over the income that's going to be coming in each month. Now, obviously, people drop off, but then you know, new people come in as well. So what this does, let's say you're making um, 50K a month from your continuity um, offer. What this does is it allows you to confidently hire a team who can manage then the entire business. And you're paying for them by the recurring revenue in this continuity, in this continuity offer. This is really important because a lot of the time, for many of you guys, I think you know you might have your core product in place, but then you you could be a solo, you could be doing all of this stuff by yourself, right? Which is very difficult, very draining. 
kind of get it get it through the door, but it becomes a, a problem after a while, right? By adding the continuity offer and then earmarking that cash for building out your team, this is how you create capacity and then get yourself gradually out of the business um, so that your so that your team can can manage it. And then the premium courses is then pure profit. So this is something that you add on the top that really turns what is a profitable business into a hyper profitable business where you can just take that, that, that profit. Um, you know, you've already paid for your team. You've already got your business expenses covered. That is then profit that you can do whatever you want with. You can go and buy a Ferrari if you want, or you can uh, reinvest it back into your business. It's, it's up to you. The point is that that money there is, is, is what gives you your blue sky um, for the business and can ultimately um, which is something a lot of a lot of I think not enough people think about in business, but it's also the thing that actually generates wealth. Because for all of us, I think that the the, the main point of a business is ultimately to generate wealth for ourselves. So that at some point we can walk away from it might not be for 10, 20 years, but at some point we can walk away from the business um, and it has looked after us. And so offerings like these premium courses can actually di- uh, contribute very, very directly to these long-term financial plans um, that you might have. Okay. So we've got the core products, we've got the continuity and some, and we've got the premium courses. Now, a few tips for getting this right. The core product here, this is the single point of entry to your product um, portfolio. So if you have a YouTube channel, you're only going to offer them one thing, which is this core product. It's going to be the thing that represents your business. So if you teach pronunciation, this will be your pronunciation course. If you teach Chinese, this will be your your Chinese system, right? The reason you want to do this is because, number one, you want to make sure that you're attracting your ideal customer. And this is a good way of doing that. When you have one product, you're able to say, this is what I've got. This is who it's for. If you don't like it, no problem. But if you'd like, if you'd like to try it, you know, come, come on over here. So this, al- this allows you to control the kind of people that are coming into your world so that you're only getting the kind of customers that you want and that you know will then are likely to go off and and, and buy other things later. But this is very important also because if you give people lots of options of what to buy, if you go to your website and you've got four different courses, then you've all heard of the paradox of choice. People end up kind of looking around and they're not sure which one to go for. So they end up buying nothing. Instead, if you can have a single point of entry where they only have one option to buy, what that means is that it's the decision is made a lot easier for them because they say, okay, I know you, I, I like you, I follow you, and this is your product. Great, I'll go for that. So you have a single point of entry um, for your uh, from your for your business into your into your products. The continuity and premium courses then are sold on the back end. Not everyone will buy everything, and some people will take a lot of time. Some people will buy your main product and then hang around for a year, and then suddenly buy your premium courses. It's often very messy. Some people will kind of just buy everything all at once. The the point here is that people behave in different ways. And so what this ecosystem is doing is giving people different uh, options at different stages of the the journey. Now, something that I mentioned earlier that a lot of people get wrong is this. You think of the problem and the solution. You think, okay, you want to learn um, English pronunciation. So I'm going to teach you everything I know about English pronunciation. So you end up with a massive course, um, can be, may or may not be difficult for people to get through. It's often, even if they can get through it, it's often difficult to learn all of the lessons at once in one course. But having offered them the complete solution, you're then stuck 
with nothing else to offer them after that because you've already given them your English pronunciation uh, knowledge. So instead, what I encourage you to do is to think of the concept of peaks along the mountain, where every peak along the mountain is one step towards the complete solution. And that's an opportunity for a different product to be at each one of these peaks. So rather than offering the complete solution, you're offering a part solution, um, which is a lot easier also for people to often believe in because uh, because um, you're, you're making a kind of lesser promise. You're not promising the world complete solution to all your problems. Rather, hey, here's the first step. You've got to master this first. Um, but then what you also know as the business owner, as the, the educator, is that with these peaks along the mountain, you're going to get higher completion rates so people will consume and act on the products you make. And then what happens? Well, they're going to be far more likely to move on and buy level two and buy level three after that. This peaks along the mountain thing, I wish I'd heard this earlier in my in, in just earlier in life because it's such an important concept that kind of gives all this um, all this uh, structure to your business. Now, obviously, with all the stuff that I've outlined here, it probably sounds like an awful lot of work. And let's be honest, it is a huge amount of work that can take years. Um, but if you are doing this the right way and you are, add, for example, um, adding that continuity and then reinvesting that money into your team, then you can do this stuff um, a lot faster. But you don't have to do all of this, but I think what's important to remember, especially for, for creators and, and, and those kind of operating in, this, in, this, in these kind of unique ecosystems like the creator ecosystem is that you might not want to do it, but other people are. And so guess what happens when all of other people around the, um, the creator sphere, the people who are choosing to do this, who are choosing to build businesses, what's happening? They are making a lot of money and then they are reinvesting that into their business. And what that means is over the longer term, what's going to happen? You're going to end up with two tiers. You get people who just kind of enjoy doing what they do. They have their course and they're very happy with that little income. And then you've got the people who just reinvest everything. And you can take these profits, reinvest it into your channels, into your content, bringing on team on team members that helps you do everything um, more efficiently. Um, and then also kind of buying back your time as well so that you can actually be uh, a little bit happier and less and less stressed. So bear in mind that there are many people doing this right now. And what you're going to see is over the, the coming years, people that have got that revenue to reinvest into their businesses are going to start to do really, really well because they've just got all that much firepower. Mr. Beast apparently has a staff of like 100 people or something like that. It's quite, it's quite something. So um, this machine that I showed you there with that ecosystem is what allows you to get to this spend, the higher amounts of spend per customer. And that is what leads you to these. These are the things that you stand to gain from this. Grow your business quite substantially. Pay for your team to get your life back and make the whole thing more efficient. Generate cash for reinvestment. And also create this um, asset that can eventually be sold or at the very least managed without you so that you can do whatever it is that you want to do in your life. Um, so that's it. I hope that was thought provoking and um, yeah, and I hope we've got um, at the very least a little bit of time for, for questions now. So that uh, I think yeah. the most, most valuable thing here now would be 
for for people to kind of just pick up on any points they'd like to from from that and then we can all right thanks for listening to this episode and if you like this episode then please give it a positive rating in whatever podcast app that you're using and if you want to listen to other interviews or just learn more about what we do then make sure to go to our website creatorsmart.com see you on the next episode ciao